The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, January 9th, currently 11-13 on the East Coast. Here to recap the action from the weekend and the association and get into the betting card for the Monday night schedule in the NBA. But joining me here, joining me here to help me break it all down. You guys know him as a superstar of the show, the villain. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling, my man? Oh, I'm feeling great. We have the last day of the college football season today. We college basketball is ramping up. The NBA is coming towards the all-star break. You got trade deadline, everything, what's going on. It is, but we have to talk and we got to talk about it. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant is injured again. He, he, it may be, it may be nothing serious, but that is a huge blow to a Nets team that was clicking on all cylinders and, at this point, do they look like the best team in the league right now? <laughs> like, I think they do. I mean, it's hard to make it. I think them and Denver are would probably be my two picks right now for them to. Nah, I'm, I'm not conference. a believer in Denver, but I'm not a believer in Denver. But yeah, I understand why you would say that. Yeah, um, haven't got any news yet. I know he didn't return um, to the game yesterday, but Nets did squeak out the victory down in South Beach, but. Hopefully it's more positive news uh, for Kevin Durant. That's not a serious injury, but yeah, something definitely to monitor here, Terrell. Yeah, no. Um, it just, you hate to see it, especially with how the Nets are playing ball right now and the fact that yeah. they have completely turned their season around, like completely mm-hmm. turned their season around. And you see where they and the Lakers were pretty much in the same spot about, what is that, over a month and a half, two months ago. In about the same spot, and they've worked their way up all the way to what a two seed in the East. Yeah, one game uh, back of number one. Yeah, and then you look at the Lakers, who are trending better nowadays, and they're they're working their way up. So a huge leap that I think they have the best record still since Jacques took over. So that's that's really big on that side of the bracket right there. That there's a couple of teams that you can sit here and say that deserve future money in the futures market on championship. Yeah. Uh, Nets, like you mentioned, when, when once they got rid of um, Steve Nash and Jock Vaughn did take over, this team has just flipped the switch. They've looked really good. They've climbed all the way up to the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, they're 13 and five on their home floor, 14 and eight on the road, five and two within the division. Uh, and they're 20 and seven in against conference opponents. And, Nine and one over their last 10 games. They had that stretch where they, I think they won like 12, 13 in a row before Chicago beat them. But um, yeah, the bigger news, like you mentioned there, Terrell, is what's going to be the news and status of Kevin Durant after he left the game last night with a knee injury um, for the Brooklyn Nets. And 
Lakers. So, I mean, we could touch on it. They've won five games in a row here. They're now sitting two games under 500. They're half a game out of that play-in bracket tournament. Just half a game behind the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, they did pick up our victory over uh, the weekend. Uh, they do have a big game here tonight. Kings. Against- they beat the Kings as yeah. a as an eight-point dog, very good yeah. one on road there. Yeah, that that was a shootout. That was a uh, defense was definitely optional in that game uh, between the Kings and the Lakers. But yeah, they have a big game here tonight uh, against one of the number one seeds in the Western Conference. Here, we'll get into that game um, later on in the podcast against the Denver Nuggets. Try uh, anything else we need to mention before we get into the games for Monday night? Uh, what else happened over the weekend? You know, it's a rather long weekend. The Jazz still covered as a dog against the Bulls. That was. No, not at the against the Bulls. It was last night against the Grizzlies. They still covered as a dog. They actually did not cover that game against the Bulls. Yeah, um, Laurie Markkinen, man, Laurie Bird. He's just he's just been on a tear, man. There's no better way to put it. Um, just carrying this team right now. I know Jordan Clarkson and some of the other guys are chipping in, uh, but he has just been on a tear for the Utah Jazz team. Um, had that big poster against his former team, the Chicago Bulls, the other night. I think it was Friday night. But mm-hmm. on the season right now here, Terrell, he's averaging 24.5 points per game. That's which ranks number 18 in the league, 8.3 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's knocking down the three-point shot at a consistent basis as well. He's he, He's fallen off a little bit. He's regressed a little bit in the month of January. But so far this month, uh, at least in four games, he's averaging 31.5 points for the Utah Jazz. So I think we got to give our flowers to uh, Lori Bird. Yeah, yeah. He's been balling. Another team I want to talk about really quick is the Clippers, man. Clippers six-game losing streak right now. I believe it's up to six games. Mm, let me check here. I know they, they took the L last night against uh, the, the Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, that moves it to six games. That's a six-game yep. losing streak. Doesn't matter if it was on the road or at home. They lost the game. Yeah. Uh, any – any. I, I don't know what to make of this Clippers team. I, I, don't, I don't know either. what to make of this Clippers team. It, it's difficult, man. I mean, I think we talked about this when the season started, right? If this team – I mean, health was obviously a big question mark of them, right? Because Kawhi was coming back from the injury. Paul George, we know he's been injury prone and he's been in and out of the lineup missing time, whether it's been lower leg injury, whether it's been a hamstring, whatever the case might have been with Paul George. But um, it's this we talked about, or at least I believe that they were one of the deepest teams in, in the NBA when healthy, right? But now when they've lost six games in a row here, um, Paul George hasn't been in the lineup. Kawhi Leonard last night, I think, played a definitely season high of 38 minutes. He's probably going to miss the rest of the month because he played 38 minutes last night. But mm-hmm. I don't know that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's more question marks than answers right now for this Clippers team. And right now, the two teams that have kind of separated themselves in that Western Conference have been the Memphis Grizzlies and the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, teams like the Clippers and, you know, the Jazz have obviously fallen off. Portland, they look really good. They've fallen off a little bit. They've fallen below uh, 500. So, I don't know. For this Clippers team, it's it's always a health concern, right? You always got to check the injury report and see who's playing and who's not playing for this team. Yeah, I mean, it. that's really what it is. And it looks like we're getting to the same situation or we're going to get the excuses that we got in the bubble where they said, oh, we didn't have the chemistry playing together. Because you don't play together. You don't play yeah. together for an entire season. You go an entire season without playing your whole roster together once, and then you expect to play well in the playoffs. So I just – I don't know. I don't understand the philosophy 
of this team. And I get that they're saying, hey, we're trying, we're going to scratch and claw our way, and we're just trying to get to the playoffs, and we're going to play everybody there. If yeah. you get there, if you get there at this point, because the West is stacked in year 500. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're not going to play anybody, you liable not to get there. You didn't get there last year. Yeah, You got bounced in the playing round last year. I just mm-hmm. You're sitting here at six, and you're honestly six, seven, eight, and nine are all, seven, are all 500. Yeah, no, I lied. I lied. It's only six and seven. Eight and nine are uh, one loss. But still, you get the point. I just. Mm-hmm. They're separated by half a game. Yeah, half a game. It, it, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. If you had to push the panic button right now, which team would you push it for? Is it the Clippers or the Phoenix Suns? I got to say the Clippers because at least I know that when Devin Booker comes back, the Phoenix Suns will at least, the very least, be a play in, playoff team. Really a playoff team. At the very least, when Devin Booker comes back, he's that much of a needle mover for that team that when he comes back, they are a playoff team. But yeah. I can't accept. Do I say when Kawhi comes back? I don't know when Kawhi comes back. I don't know when he plays. I sit yeah. here and I sit here and I stumble and I actually just happen to look across my phone and underdog comes on my phone and says Kawhi Leonard is in today. And I'm like, oh, okay, good news. But I, I don't know when he plays. I don't know when he's not playing. So it's not like uh, AD situation with the Lakers where this man leaves for extended periods of time. When AD plays, he actually plays. But these yeah. guys don't play. Like that is the ultimate thing in the ball. They do not play. <sighs> Yeah, look, Kawhi, in, at least in the month of December to in the month of December, he played on the one, two, three. He played some heavy minutes, right? He played 34, 35, 37, 35. I, I know back on January 5th against the Denver Nuggets, they got they pretty much that game was over before it even started. He only played 18 minutes, but I was watching this game last night between the Clippers and the uh in the in the Hawks, and I was surprised to see him out there for the amount of minutes that he was out there thinking that he was still only playing about 25 to 30 minutes. But now I kind of look at that. Hey, he's been putting in the minutes. So he still looks a little rusty to me, obviously, when you've missed the amount of time that Kawhi has missed. So it might take a little bit more for him to get his you know legs back under him. And really, I don't but know. I can't. Do we even trust that? Off? Like, we don't. Can I we don't even trust? Right. How do you get your legs under you when you play maximum half of the games available. Matter of fact, I think the total is like he's played 20 games of the 42 they played so far. He's played 18 games, started 16 of the 42 games. Yeah. So that's not even half. <laughs> that's not even half. He hasn't. Yeah. We're halfway. We're literally halfway through the season and he's played in less than half of their games. Yeah. And that's their best player. And I would feel a lot better, but Paul George has only played in 30, I think. Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know what to make of this team. And then we let's not don't get me started on the rest of the team because they have injury issues, too. We just don't talk about them because yeah. they at least go out there and play every other day. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens in the second half of the season. But I'm not a backer of the Clippers. I think that at this point, can you even blow it up? I don't think like, you can. But you have no picks. Yeah. You, you gambled everything on these two players. You gambled everything on two players. Now you have to literally just do make it do what it do for the next few years because you have no other option. Like you have to just have this identity of a team of we're not going to care about the regular season. Let's see if we make the playoffs. If we make the playoffs, we should be in a better spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – 
it, it, like we talked, we just talked about two superstars, but you're right. The rest of the roster has questions of, you know, injuries too, right? They have, they brought in John Wall, who was supposed to be, I, I don't know, not the, maybe the starter, but a guy that could bring off the bench, but he's only played in what, 32 games this season. Um, he started yes. three games. He hasn't, he doesn't play a lot of minutes either for this team, right? He's only averaging about 22 per game uh, for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Same thing, Luke Kennard, a guy that's been in and out of the lineup for them, supposedly supposed to be their best shooter. Uh, he's only played in 29 games this season, started eight of them, and I think those eight starts were when either Kawhi or Paul George were sitting. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this team. Uh, on paper, when we looked at it, that if healthy, this would be one of the deepest rosters in the NBA. At least I thought so. But health is always a concern, and I, I don't know how to – this is a team that you probably w- avoid betting uh, when they're playing just because you don't know who's going to be in the starting lineup and who's not going to be in the starting lineup or who's even playing for that night for the matter. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. to me. I don't understand. All right, before we get into the games here for the Monday night schedule in the NBA, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That is WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100. Get 100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their fantasy football playoff best ball, the gauntlet with $1 million in prizes up for grabs. Plus, they also have a ton of daily games for the NBA and the NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, Terrell, let's get into this schedule here tonight for the association. We'll start it off with the first game here in the nation's capital the New Orleans Pelicans headed to uh, D.C. to take on the Wizards here. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, this line opened up in favor of the Washington Wizards with a line of my screen just went blank on me. There we go. Minus one and a half uh, for the Wizards. That number has pretty much stayed the course over at win bet. Um, it's currently seeing that number at minus one. Total is at 228 for this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams to start here with the Pelicans, they will be without two of their top three guys. Brandon Ingram is continuing to deal with that uh, toe injury. We know Zion's going to miss a couple weeks here with a hamstring injury. Uh, and Larry Nance Jr. is probable tonight for the Pelicans. For the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal is out tonight with a left hamstring strain. Um, let's see. That is pretty much the only significant injury. Johnny Davis is also on the injury report. He has a right hip strain for the Washington Wizards. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Minus one for the Wizards hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. For me, I think it really comes down to the fact that 
uh, I, I can't even say these teams are going in different directions because the Wizards been an up and down team already. It's just that the Pelicans are going through a little bit of rush stretch right now. They lost mm-hmm. four of their last five. They haven't covered four of their last five. And they're sitting here looking at a road record on the road, seven and eleven against the spread, seven and eleven straight up. And then you have a Washington team that isn't really that good at home either. Like they don't really have a home court identity. Seven and ten against the spread at home, ten and seven straight up. So they have been able to win games, not win them by the margin. With this number being so close, though, I think that. What makes New Orleans so good is the fact of what they're doing without their two best players out. And even though they're losing some of these games, they are competitive. Like, they were competitive in that game against the Nets. You got the Nets coming in on fire. They were competitive all the way in that game. They were, you know, up and down in that game in Dallas. That was a back-to-back, so you really didn't expect too much. But they were competitive against Philly. I think that this is a spot where I'm going to just go ahead and I'm going to back the Pelicans, even though they look down just mm-hmm. from what I see from the eye test. And I see this team is really good. Plus we talk about the two players that are out. We don't talk about them and they still have their three best defenders. Yeah. Which is Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado and Dyson Daniels. So mm-hmm. the, they still have their three best defenders. And I think that really can give a lot of teams problems. And as soon as they figure out their scoring, and how they're going to be able to score the basketball because you can't lean on Najee Marshall every night. Najee Marshall had a good game the other day, but you can't lean on him every single night. Yeah. CJ is going to have to get it done. He's going to have to find ways to keep Trey Murphy active and keep, and keep Trey Murphy going. And once they find ways to consistently score the ball, then I think that they'll be in and be able to win a lot more of these games because their defense is not bad. So I'm going to lean Pelicans here just because I think that they're a better team than the Wizards, even yeah. with – no Zion, no B.I., but I think my better play is on the under. The under feels like the play for me. The defense of the Pelicans has been solid. Wizards' defense has been sneakily a top-10 defense all year long. They've been able to hold teams to a low number. I think that this could be a bar burner of a game and just really slow in terms of pace. Defense get active in the half court, and this is a fun one. So, yeah, I will take an under in this one. I don't think you're going to see a lot of points, but on the side, give me the Pelicans. Yeah, I think that if if the Pelicans are going to win games without their top two guys with you know Bi and Zion, that it's going to have to be on the defensive side of the basketball for them. Um, Washington at home uh, defensively has been respectable over the last ten games, where they rank number eleven as far as defensive rating mm-hmm. uh, on the road so far this year. Uh, the Pelicans are sorry over the last ten games on the road. Pelicans, let's see here, where are they? Uh, they're number thirteen. So. They've been good. So I think that, yeah, I agree with you about that. If Pelicans are going to win games, it's going to have to be with their their guys clamping down on defense. Um, you can't get into a, a, a shootout with, you know, teams without Zion and Brandon Ingram. So for me, I agree about the under here with you as well. Um, God, if you put a gun to my head, yeah, I'd probably go Pelicans. Definitely not going to be betting this game, but uh, I think definitely with the line where it's at right now, the books are expecting this to come down to the wire. So I think the Pelicans can sneak one out here. Uh, I'll, I'll go with you on the plus one here. Uh, player props in this game here, Toronto. We talked about 
we said mentioned CJ McCollum's name. I should mention this that obviously without BI and Ingram, uh, sorry, BI and Zion in the lineup, he's really had to step up the scoring. He scored uh 26 or more points in four mm-hmm. of the last five games. He's knocking down three point shots here as well. But I think this might be a, a, a Trey Murphy game where the Wizards do allow uh 36% shooting from three point land. Um, so I think that this might be an opportunity to maybe get on some Trey Murphy. Uh, three-point props or even look at uh, CJ McCollum assist in this game here. But do you have any player props you like? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on CJ's assist and his points. I kind of like CJ props going forward because, again, this team has to be tired of losing. Like, they, they don't want this stretch of Zion and B.I. to be out to really tank their season. This is a team that can chase the one seed. Yeah. Like, they, can, they have a viable – a viable claim to the one seed, especially when fully healthy. You just got to get through these stretches. So I think CJ can drag the team through that, especially when there's nobody individually on the other side of the ball that I think can guard him. Whereas on the other side, I do like Chris Porzingis just because I do think that he is kind of a little bit of a matchup nightmare for this team with the his size and length and ability to move. I think that, uh, yeah, Captain Sato was talking about Double double, I think that that's a pretty decent nod at plus 135. But I like his points prop. I think that he can go over his points prop in this game and be somebody that the Wizards can lean on for the scoring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was trying to keep my thoughts here. Uh, Porzingis, yeah. I mean, look, he's been pretty consistent this season for the uh, Wizards, uh, whether it's rebounding the basketball, whether it's been scoring the basketball. Uh, I think there's some advantage that they do have inside that. Let's just say Nurkic does get into some foul, foul trouble here tonight, uh, trying to contain Porzingis. Um, I think there's a good opportunity that you know he can get a double-double here tonight. I'm trying to see how he's done against the Blazers in his career. Has Porzingis, let's see here. Um, he hasn't recorded a double-double in his career against the Blazers, even when he was with Dallas and New York way back when. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a different season. Things can happen. He's gotten close. He's had rebounds of 9-8-8. Eight, eight. He's gotten the points uh, for sure. But at plus 135, at plus money, I don't hate it. Uh, anything else for this game, uh, Terrell? No, no, I think I'm good. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. That's going to be Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks headed to the Big Apple Madison Square Garden to take on the New York Knicks. Uh, this line it opened up in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks at minus two and a half. That number has now been bet to minus. Let's see. It's actually down to a pick em here over on win bet. Uh, money line is minus 110 both ways. Total is currently sitting at 222 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Milwaukee Bucks, Serge Ibaka and Chris Middleton are going to be out for this game. For the New York Knicks, uh, RJ Barrett is officially uh, doubtful for tonight with the uh, injury that he's dealing with with, with his finger. Uh, but everybody else is a go in this game for the New York Knicks. Um, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Let's call it a pick em right now between these two teams, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the New York Knicks. What do you like about this game? Okay. I understand why the line has come down because it was Milwaukee minus three. I think you said that. Uh, yeah. Open up minus two, minus, minus two and a half, minus three. We're now down to pick a route, at least on win bet. I understand why the lines come down because this team, the Milwaukee Bucks, has been 
really well i wouldn't say really bad but they've struggled as of late and that last game where they got blew out by basically 30 points to charlotte at home is not a good indicator at all but i'm still going bucks here i i understand they're seven and eleven six six eleven and one on the road ats but you got to understand this is madison square garden the knicks just haven't been able to win by margin in the garden like they have not been able to do that they haven't been able to cover the spread uh, they're 10 and 10 straight up so it's not like that they're going out there and at least winning the games they're not covering the spread they're not winning all the games and so i think that this is a pretty good spot just more of a bounce back spot for milwaukee laying a couple of points i i really wasn't too much on this play i didn't look at it but now that i'm getting this basically at a pick some places i can get even money yeah and it's still Giannis. I don't think that the Knicks have anything to slow down Giannis. And so it's just more of can the rest of the team step up in a road spot. And I think that they can, especially in Madison Square Garden, like this atmosphere. So uh, both of the defenses are on and locked in in these games. These are two top five defenses, top ten defenses in the league, something like that. And it's kind of leaning me to an under. Okay. But I want to I, I want to hear your thoughts. But I just think that Milwaukee has too much size and length for the Knicks and too quick. And now you're going to be depending on a bunch of players that pop, that pop. I keep saying pop, but Thibodeau Tibbs doesn't really like to play. Like yeah. he doesn't like to play Jericho Sims. He's kind of shown that he doesn't like to play Jericho Sims, Hartstein like together. He doesn't like to play them together. He does, he likes to play one or the other, typically in games. So it's like you'll see Mitchell Robinson, you'll see Hartstein, or you'll see Mitchell Robinson, you'll see Sims. You typically won't see them in the game and. Going up against Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, like you're gonna need to see more size on that court. Yeah, the Bucks have won five straight uh, regular season matchups against the New York Knicks. Um, they did match up back on November 30th uh, in New York. Bucks got that victory, 109-103. I want to see who was playing in that game. So it was Giannis. Giannis had a monster game as usual. Drew Holiday did play in that game as well. Brooke Lopez, Javon Carter, and Grayson Allen. Also had Bobby Portis come off the bench and get a double double for the um, Milwaukee Bucks in that game. I think for me is that I love the Bucks here. Uh, one of the things was that I did not see the name of Drew Holiday on the injury report, so he is going to be playing in this game. So that's only going to help um, the Milwaukee Bucks, and I think that he able can contain Brunson exactly. So, and and that's the one thing for me is that with with Jalen or sorry with True uh, Holiday out there that he's going to be able to slow down Jalen Brunson, who's been playing real well in the absence of R.J. Barrett. Like I mentioned, R.J. Barrett is doubtful here tonight, so a lot of the scoring responsibility then will fall on a guy like Julius Randle or guys like Quentin Grimes to knock down three point shots for you. But I think that the Bucks defense, like you mentioned that they're going to be locked into this game. So I think that if Drew Holiday is able to slow down Brunson, I don't trust Julius Randle to carry the team despite him having a pretty good season this far. Uh, they have different bodies that they can throw at Julius Randle, whether it's Giannis, whether it's, you know, Brooke Lopez out there, whether it's, you know, Bobby Portis getting minutes off the bench. So I think that's the, the tipping scale for me. And again, Giannis has just been a monster against this uh, Knicks team over the last at least look, look at his stats. I mean, against his next team in his career, he's done really good. But at least over the last three games here, Terrell, 
37 and 13 earlier this season, or they sorry, they've yep. already matched up twice this season. 37 and 13, 30 and 14, and 38 and 13 for Giannis uh, against his next team. And I, but yeah, and this is already the third matchup between these two teams this season. And Bucks have won both of those. Like I mentioned, they won in New York uh, on November 30th. Uh, 109-103, and then the other game, let me see. I know that was probably in Milwaukee. Let me pull it up here. Um, so that game, the Bucks also won 108, sorry, 119-108. Um, so they uh, covered the spread, obviously, and won both of those games straight up. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee here. I think Giannis obviously has another big game, but I also do like Bobby Portis. Um that those props aren't out yet, but I think that, you know, he's more than capable of getting a double double against this New York's Knicks team. Uh, you did say you mentioned, or you mentioned Terrell that you like the under in this game. Yeah. I like the under. I think yeah, that makes sense. just, you got to think of one, the Knicks are playing a lot better defense and even they held the bucks and the low totals in that game. I think you said one of those games is one Oh eight for the bucks. The other one's one nineteen. Yeah. Like, they, like the 119, okay, all right, but it's still the Bucks. You expect the Bucks to get into a cl- smooth 120 somewhere like that on, mm-hmm. you know, most good years that they are offensively. So now you add Grimes into the lineup, and Grimes is getting – I don't even know if he was getting a bunch of minutes in those games, but now he's he cemented a starter. Like he cemented his place as a starter. He cemented his place as one of the better defenders on this team, and I think that he's going to add to – Making it hard for Drew Holiday, making it hard for those other guards, the Grayson Allens, to get off and get to his spot. Like, I think Grimes is going to add to that. And so defensively, I think both of these teams could be on. And uh, when we talk about player props, give me – I like Grimes over three-pointers. I think that he is an added bonus with the extra minutes that he's getting. Mm-hmm. The fact that he can shoot the ball from the outside at play both sides, a two way player. He can shoot the ball from the outside. I'm not really. Uh, and then all the attention that is going to be given to Jalen Brunson by Drew Holiday. Like, he, Drew yeah. Holiday is not paying Grimes attention. Like, that's going to be Jalen Brunson's matchup. He's going to stick to Jalen Brunson like Drew. So that opens up opportunity for Quentin, not for Grimes on the outside. So, yeah, I like Grimes over three pointers made in this one. I know Milwaukee's a tough team against the three. But I think that Grimes can get open and be able to hit, what is it, two and a half probably? Uh, let's see. Quentin Grimes. Yeah, it's at two and a half plus 115. So you get plus odds on that player prop. Yeah. If I'm getting plus money for a guy that's going to be on the court the entire time because he's going to have to guard Drew Holiday, I think that yeah. I like my chances. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and both Julius Randle and um, – Jalen Brunson have struggled in both of those matchups earlier this season against the Milwaukee Bucks. And also I should point out here, Terrell, that RJ Barrett did play in both of those games against the Bucks earlier this season. He had games of 26 and 20. So uh, not having him in this in this game against the Bucks where he's had some success against his team, I think that's going to be a, a blow here to the New York Knicks. So um, yeah, this might be an ugly game, like a 107-99-100 type of final. Hopefully, hopefully it's not a quickly game. If it's not a quickly game, this is going under. Because we know that yeah. quickly can either go perfect from the field mm-hmm. or he can go 20% from the field. Like yeah. hey, we get, We're only getting one or the other. So it depends on if it's a quickly game. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and go on the fact that He's probably going to have a bad shooting percentage this game. That's my guy. He's him for sure. For sure. Emmanuel quickly is him. He's just not efficient. 
I'm saying Giannis's rebounds at 11 and a half. I, I like the over on that. He's had uh, 13 or more in four of the last five games against the New York Knicks, 15, 10, 13, 14, and 13. And again, two matchups earlier this season, 13 rebounds and 14 rebounds to go along with 37 and 30 points for Giannis against the Knicks. So I think that's one player prop I do like here for tonight. We'll also wait for some Bobby Portis. Uh, that would be probably closer to game time play, because he is coming off I the I would bench. play Bobby Portis rebounds. I, yep. I don't trust Tibbs to make the adjustment of playing Hartstein and Sims more. And he's going to need to play them more in this game. But I think that that's going to throw him off in his rotations and how he likes to play those lineups. So I don't yep. think he'll make the, make the adjustment of having a pretty good split between Robinson, Hartstein, and uh sims I, yeah. I i don't think he's going to make that adjustment both of those games earlier this season bobby portis 25 minutes each 12 points 12 rebounds in one the other game 10 points and 12 rebounds as well so yeah gotta write I'm that on, one down i'm big sure. on bobby portis today for sure yep. love it uh anything else for this game throw no no let's move it all right let's keep it moving here um all right Next game on the schedule, we have the – let's go over to Boston. Chicago is headed to the Beantown to take on the Boston Celtics. Um, looking at the lines for this game, uh, the opening line is – let's see here. Minus eight in favor of the Boston Celtics. That number has now moved – Minus eight and a half at most books. Total opened up at 237. That number has pretty much stayed the course. Um, over at WinBet is at, at 236 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the road team here, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, two questionable tags here tonight for a couple of rotation uh, players. That's going to be Alex Caruso. He's dealing with a right ankle sprain. And then Javante Green is also questionable here tonight. He's dealing with a right knee soreness. So definitely look out for those two names. Uh, as we get closer to game time here for the Chicago Bulls. For the Boston Celtics, uh, pretty clean injury report. Uh, one name that is doubtful tonight is going to be Marcus Smart. Uh, he's going to be missing this game. He's officially listed as doubtful for tonight with a left knee contusion. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the uh, side here. We'll work our way to the total and then the player props as usual. Uh, minus eight and a half in favor of the Boston Celtics. What do you like about this game? Uh, I mean... Are you are you comfortable with Boston laying this number? I'm not. And actually, Chicago has done really well against team above the, at least against the spread that teams are above 500. Yes, no, they're it's night and day difference from last year, like complete yeah. difference. Last year they couldn't buy a game against a good team, couldn't yeah. buy a game. Now they're over there, and I think they're like seven and one at this point. It's like six and one, seven and one at this point with the top three teams in the East, top four teams in the East or something like that. Like they're playing them pretty well. Cleveland has been the one thorn in their side, and that's because Donovan Mitchell went in one game and put up 70 plays. So, I mean, I uh, I don't know, man. I'm sitting here. I'll, I'll mention I, I have, to go, year, I have to go Chicago. Like it sounds like I ha- we have to go Chicago here. Why is Boston laying eight? Eight. Yeah, and I, when I was looking at some of the stats for this game, I think that one thing that did kind of stick out is Chicago is not a very good team defending the three-point line. They're, I think, bottom three, right down with like the Rockets and the Minnesota Timberwolves who have not been very good at defending the three-point line. Um, and we know, I mean, early in the season, like the Boston Celtics were just firing off three-pointers like it was nobody's business, and they were actually hitting them. Maybe the past couple of weeks where they've kind of regressed a little bit, where they've lost some games is, is kind of where it's been the difference. But 
it seems like eight is a big number, especially how the Chicago has been playing against, you know, some of the better teams in the association so far this season. Yeah, I they've been good. Like they've been good. They've absolutely turned it around from the point where I said I'm gonna stop taking them. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I have to go against my rule. I got to take one of these teams, but I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the points with Chicago. Chicago's played the better teams. They've actually shown up, and it seems like Boston is going through a short spot right now. I, and now you're missing the defensive reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, in this game. Mm-hmm. This game was a, a track meet boat last time out. And what was yeah. it? I remember it because they scored a whole bunch of points, and everybody went over their points total. It was 120-102. It was uh, we had yeah one twenty three one nineteen in Boston and then we had one twenty one yeah one twenty one one oh seven in Chicago so Chicago has won one straight up and they've covered both of the spreads um, yeah I was about to say they they didn't even cover this number last time in Boston yeah. like last time in Boston they didn't cover this number why is the number here and why is it going up why is there like that's not showing. We got to take Boston, man. We got to take Boston. Like, no, yeah, there's no point. Why is the line going up and everybody's betting Chicago? Like, why would? Why is this line eight? It truly doesn't make sense. And the fact that it's up to eight and a half, like that, that truly makes no sense. At this point, they're telling you that Boston's probably going to be the play at this point. Because why is the line going up? I didn't even notice that. So I just looked at it. the line is going up and everybody's betting Chicago at this point. Yeah, I'm taking a look here. Um, Chicago against teams, and this is probably this is probably not going to help because I don't have the ATS numbers, just straight up numbers. Twelve and twelve against team above five hundred. Um, seven and nine against teams that are below five hundred. But again, I'll be curious to see what the ATS numbers are uh, for Chicago in that span. But yeah, I think the one uh, thing that does worry me is that Chicago's three point defense isn't very good. Where this might be a game where like Tatum and Malcolm Brown. You're gonna have more Derek White. White in this game. Derek White's yeah. gonna be. I mean, let's just take a flyer on Derek White five threes. Like, yeah. let's take a flyer on it. I mean, you sit here, you're probably not gonna have Alice Caruso, so you're gonna. It's gonna be what Desomu and uh, Mark. What's uh what's Derek Jones? Name? No, the freaking dump champ, uh, Levine. I don't oh, know why that? I can't get that out. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the most, the second biggest person on the squad. I can't remember his freaking name. Yes, you have Levine and you have Desomu out there. You're not really afraid of those guys defensively. Like that's they don't really tickle your fancy at all. So, I mean, yeah, let's take a stab at it. Derek White over threes. Derek White five plus threes. Yeah, he should have a pretty decent game assist. I see somebody asking about his assist. I mean, he's gonna have the ball in his hands. I think I would probably back Tatum more yeah i just i know for a fact tatum's gonna have the ball in his hands and they're probably gonna bring a double they're gonna find any way to get the ball out of his hand so Mm -hmm. i probably would back tatum's assist more but chicago could this is probably not even their fault like if they don't cover this line it's probably not even their fault it's just the fact that the reverse line movement meant that boston was gonna somehow some way cover spread because chicago's been playing better basketball recently so do we think that brogdon gets to start in place of smart if he's not playing tonight since he is doubtful? I would think it's white. I think they, they cemented Brockton into that role of coming off the man. bench. Yeah. As, let me see if I can find the last game that smart missed. But I, I think that they committed him to that six-man role, and they're saying that, hey, even I know he's out, but we're just going to move white up, and we're going to keep you in your role. We don't want to mess up what we're going to be doing off the bench. So if I'm reading this correctly, they've already played three times this season. 
Let me double check that. Um, let's see, Chicago. Okay, so yeah, so Boston. So they played back on November. Or sorry, October twenty fourth, the fourth of the game of the season. Chicago won that game one twenty one oh two. And then like the other two games that I mentioned where Chicago won 121-107 and then they lost that game in Boston by four. So, so far this season, the Chicago Bulls, two and one straight up, three and zero against the spread, if I'm not mistaken, against the Boston Celtics. Okay. And also Malcolm Brogdon in the two previous games in November, he had 23 points and 25 points. And one of those games, five threes. Makes sense. Let me see here. Uh, so last time that Marcus Smart was out was December 21st. They had a starting lineup of Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Okay. And Brockton played, still came off the bench, uh, had his regular – he had 18 in that game. So looks like he – uh, he play? He played 29, played more okay. minutes for sure. Yeah, uh, thirteen shot attempts. So he's gonna get the usage. Two yeah. for seven from three. He wasn't effect- he wasn't effective in this game. It was against mm-hmm. Indiana. If anybody wanted to know, but he got the usage last time. Before that was November in a game against the Pelicans, and lineup was Derek White, Grant Williams, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Brogdon played. Still came off the bench. Eighteen minutes in that one. Had one for eight from the field. Not really effective in there. I think that's closer to the time where he just came back, though. Yeah, I don't trust his perimeter defense of the Bulls, like you mentioned. With Jusumo, yeah, he's a he's a pretty good defender, but uh, you know Zach Levine doesn't play any defense, so yeah, yeah, I might get behind the Derek White one, and I think I also like Malcolm Brogdon points in this game here as well. All right, you got anything else? Ah, uh, man, what's that total sitting at? It's a high total, man. It's at 235 and a half. I see 236. Yeah. They've only gone over this, which was was the shootout, um, 119-123. I think that was the game where DeMar DeRozan had 46 for the Bulls, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check that. And I'm... I, I'm kind of want to lean under because now you have Robert Williams in this game as well, and so you got more rim protection on that Boston side of ball. Another plus for Boston that Robert Williams is playing this time around. Mm. But you have here the Bulls who have played what three and four. Three What's today? Nights. What's today? The ninth. Today is the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. So they so they they had games in the new year. They've already played four games. They played on the second, the fourth, the sixth, and the seventh. And so, yeah, coming off a of back to back one game, one day rest off a of back to back. Yeah, it's not really a good, too much of a favorable spot. Mm, I, shooting could be a little off for Boston. They said Bulls are ten and seven ATS with the one percentage over five fifty, fifty five percent. Okay, so over fifty five percent, ten and seven ATS. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um. Yeah, so that one game that we talked about was a shootout was 123-119. DeMar had 46 in that game. So take that. I, th- I kind of I think I like the under in this game. Yeah. 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 Maybe a game right. starts off fast and we can get a higher under. Yeah, maybe it's a higher first half. To- well, let me see what the first half total is because sometimes we see games where 
They have lower totals. Uh, first half total is at 116 and a half. So that would think that they're expecting a higher scoring second half with the total being what, 235 and a half, 236. So that's probably projecting 120 in the second half. But yeah, maybe, yeah, wait, wait for, maybe take a live over if, if it's a low scoring first half, play it that way. But I think our favorite side here is Chicago at plus eight and a half. Yeah. All right, Toronto, anything else? For this game, at least. No, no, let's go. All right, let's go over to the next game of the night. That's going to be the Spurs at the Grizzlies. Uh, Looking at the opening lines for this game, I am currently seeing the Memphis Grizzlies open up as an 11-point home favorite. That number's been bet up to minus 11.5. Total open about 236.5. That number is currently sitting at 237 over on win bed. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Memphis did play last night. John Moran did not play in that game. I am going to go and assume that he plays tonight because they are in a back-to-back situation. Mm-hmm. For San Antonio, um, Keldon Johnson is officially questionable here tonight with the left hamstring tightness. Jakob Pertl is probable tonight with left Achilles injury. And we know that Devin Vassell is going to be missing some time with a um, left knee injury. He did have a procedure on it, so he will be out indefinitely for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Terrell, let's start with the side here. Memphis Grizzlies laying minus 11, hosting the San Antonio Spurs, who are the worst defensive rated team over the last 10 games, or second worst defensive rated uh, team in the entire association on the road. But what are you liking about this game? Yeah, I'm not getting cute. Just give me the Grizzlies. They're yep. by far the better squad. They're actually putting out one of their more healthy lineups than they've been able to do all season with Desmond Bain potentially playing in this one, John Morant potentially playing in this one as well. Uh, you'll get to see – Does wait, does he still play for the Grizzlies? He does Ooh. still play for the Grizzlies. Yeah, so you get to see the Jones brothers play each other yep. tonight. So maybe a fun little fun little prop there. Both of them get decent amount of minutes. If Jaw doesn't play, then definitely have a fun day with that. But mm-hmm. uh could be a fun little prop as the brothers try to show each other up. At least Trader is on his side of the ball. But I don't I don't trust this Spurs team. Nine and sixteen against the Western Conference, seven and eleven as a real underdog. This is a spot where they just lay down and they just go full tank mode against the Western Conference on the road as an underdog, laying a big number. They just typically lay down in these spots. I think that this is a team, a game where the Memphis Grizzlies get whatever they want. You have Triple J on the inside defending the paint. You have Adams going to be battling with Jakob for boards. I, I don't think, I don't see any aspect of the game where I can feel good about the Spurs more than it could be just a day that their stars are hot, but I don't even like that because everybody's not playing in this one. No Devin Vassell in this game. Uh, Sochan has been up and down the season. He's been a lot better recently, but yeah, I'm I'm not in the spot where I want to go ahead and back the Spurs, especially with a questionable tag on Kelvin Johnson. Yeah, and John Moran has had plenty of success against this Spurs team, uh, at least over the last four games in his career. Um I had just those numbers. Yeah, it's like 40s. He's scoring like 40s against the Spurs. Yeah, 30, 41, 52, and 32 in the matchup earlier this season, where that it was in San Antonio. It did go to overtime where Grizzlies pulled off the victory there by two points. But that was a game where, again, Keldon Johnson played and Devin Vassell played. Now you're 
possibly at least going to be missing one guy for sure in Devin yeah. Hassel here tonight and Kelvin Johnson. Too. Yeah. Uh, I, can't, well. I can't take that chance with that. I'll take the 11 and a half while I was here now. Yeah. And Grizzlies at home. I mean, they've, they've been very profitable uh, ever since John Moran and they put that squad together. So um, yeah, not much to think about here. Minus 11 and a half or sorry, minus 11 right now for Memphis. Uh, total in this game here, Terrell. We're currently seeing it at. Wait, do they have a bat to bat next game? Who? Memphis? Uh, yeah. No, because they played last night. They won't. They played last night, remember? Okay. All right, all right. So that, right. that I don't think Steven Adams played in that game either. So I, I would expect both those guys to play here tonight. Let me see if All San Antonio right. has a back-to-back. Um, no, so they play again again. Both these teams play again uh, on Wednesday in Memphis. So both they have a, a home and home here. Do the Memphis Grizzlies against the Spurs? Oh my gosh! All yeah, right. I'm still in Memphis. Normally, I would I would take the dog in the first spot. Hopefully, they get an upset and then come back with the favorite. But. Would I take the 11 and a half even if Ja doesn't play? I probably would. I probably would because at this point you're getting Tyus Jones. I, this, I think Tyus Jones is going to have a game. If you give Tyus Jones the minutes against his brother and both of these teams and they have full assorted cast, I think I would still take the 11 and a half. Yeah. Um, obviously that number will, oh, I think it's counting that jaw does play in this game with 11 and a half. Yeah, it's going to go down. It's going to go, go down. down. Yeah, yeah. It'll go down. If he doesn't play, if, if, yeah. if jaw doesn't play, I love Tyus Jones assist, love his assist this game. He could be in double, double territory. If he does, if jaw doesn't play Charles asking as well, my question is why would jaw sit the first half of back to back when that was the more challenging team they could have used him for? Probably just help. Probably just help. Just yeah. He. I, they played I Utah know. yesterday, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they still got the victory there. I mean, look, we've seen over the past. I mean, going back to last season, where Memphis, this Memphis team, still plays well without John Moran in the lineup. I mean, I think they just have that. Those those guys in the line, they just play well. Um, kind of breaking news here, Terrell uh, Nets. Star Kevin Durant out at least two weeks with an MCL sprain. All right, let's see. Yeah, now it's Kyrie Irving season. Now we'll see if. Uh, I think I'm on TJ Warren for the next two weeks. Yes, that's good. I think I'm on TJ Warren. Pretty, yeah, I feel good about TJ Warren for the next two weeks. So let's let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Anything else for Spurs and Grizzlies? No, no, I'm good. All right, two games left on the schedule here. Let's go with the next game, the Lakers are in the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Looking at the opening lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Denver Nuggets open up as an 8.5-point favorite. That number is up to minus 10 now uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Total open up at 240. That number has been bet up to 241.5, currently over on with bet. Excuse me. Uh, looking at the injury report for both these teams, let's start here with the Lakers. Um, LeBron James probable here tonight. They continue to be without Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker Jr. Uh, sorry, Lonnie Walker the fourth um, in this game. Russell Westbrook is also probable here tonight, and Troy Brown Troy Brown Jr. is questionable here tonight with a left quad sprain for the Denver Nuggets. Pretty clean injury report. Um, Jeff Green is going to be out with the left uh, finger injury. But other than that, everybody is a go in this game for the uh, Denver Nuggets. Terrell, let's start with the side here. Currently seeing over on win bet the D- 
Denver Nuggets are a 10-point favorite against the L.A. Lakers. I'll let you start because I think everybody understands at this point that I I think this is just a phase for Denver. I do not think they can keep up this style of basketball for long. Like, I think for me, what's kind of been the theme for this Lakers team has been they've been really good in the first half, and then they kind of just tail off in the second half of the game, whether that's because LeBron is just running out of gas or whatever the case might be, because you kind of take a look at it in the first half spread. The Lakers are six and four over their last uh, 10 games against the spread, but also Denver has been pretty good in, in early in games as well. Um, in the last in away games, Lakers in the first half, six and four against the spread, same thing uh, overall in their last 10, but Denver at home in the first half as well, six and four. So I think this is a game where the Lakers are in it in the first half, but I just think it might just be too much for, for the, for, for the Lakers in the second half. Then the Denver Nuggets kind of impose their will on this Lakers team and they kind of pull away. I, I kind of see it playing out that way. So being in the mile high city, is that going to be more of an effect for a guy like LeBron who, who, you know, plays well in the, early in the games and then you know like I mentioned contails off I would probably look at Lakers first half against the spread and then you'd probably better get a better number live on the Denver Nuggets if they are down early in the first half or or they're only up by a bucket you know maybe get a better live number so I like the Lakers early in this game I'll take the Lakers first half as for his full game I'll probably lay the points here with the Denver Nuggets it's a square play but I just feel like there's there's just too much for like who's gonna stop Jokic in this game? I don't. I don't know. Is Thomas Bryant? But I mean, who's LeBron? stopping? Who's stopping Bryant? That, that's what I don't get. Like the Lakers, number one team in points in the paint in the past five games. Sixty-five point two of their points come in the paint in the past uh, six game six games on average. Yeah, the Nuggets. They're not at the bottom when you're talking about opponents' points in the paint. So they're not at the bottom. They're still pretty far down. Twenty-one. They give up fifty-four point four points in the paint. I mean, even I, – I don't know. I don't know how – I think there's going to be points. At this point, I think there's oh, going to yeah. be points. And it's just going to be points galore because nobody's going to be able to stop anybody. But you're giving me 10 points, and you're telling me that the best thing that the Lakers do, you're subpar at it? Because the J- Lakers are one of those teams that you got to make them shoot on the outside. There was a whole stretch of the season where we were flaming the Lakers because they couldn't make a, over 30% of their threes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So now you're telling me that the best thing they do, which is get to the rim, penetrate, and be able to score there, and you can't you, – you're subpar at that. I, I just don't know if I can lay, lay 10 points with that. Actually, that you know alone. what? I, I'm going to go with you on the Lakers. I'm looking at the game log. Uh, two games, or are they, this is going to be the fourth. The match Lakers of, typically beat them because yeah. they can't stop them on the inside. They've beat them. Uh, they so the last two games, Lakers won one twenty six one oh eight, and then one twenty one one ten. And now you're getting ten and a half points or ten. And points I think with one of those one of those games might have been somebody out for the Nuggets, but that's it. One. Let me double check here. So. Uh, so the one game in LA, one twenty-one, one ten, Lakers won. Jokic played. Casey Pay, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. all played. Anthony Davis played. Obviously in that game, he had twenty-three and twelve. Oh, sorry, twenty-three and fifteen. 
Maybe I played in that game. Let me check the previous game here. The 108-126. Murray, Jokic, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon. So they didn't have MPJ. Um, and Anthony, I think that was a game where Anthony Davis left because he only played 17 minutes in that game, but Lakers still won that game. But listen, listen to Russ's game log the past couple of games against Denver. You have 19 and 5, 21, 27 and 10, 18, 8 and 8, and then 15, 11 and 12. Yep. In his past three games against them, I mean, four games against them. He, that's four games in the Lakers. That's the stat line. Mm-hmm. Never, never scored under 15. He's given you, been able to find, get rebounds, get assists. He's, and what was he shooting? 38 percent 50 percent 70 percent 46 percent I don't know man if you let Russ if you let Russ be able to kill you I I don't know what you're gonna be able to do to win this game not even just win the game cover 10 I don't think that they I don't think that they cover 10 give me the Lakers plus 10 I'll take the Lakers on the money line this is probably it's the Lakers so I feel like everybody always bets the Lakers but this this seems like a bad spot for me for the Nuggets laying this many points. I'm all over Thomas Bryant player props here tonight. He's got to be out there. Yeah, I mean, look, he's been in the starting lineup over his last five games. He's averaging 32.3 minutes per game. He's averaging 21.2 points and 11, sorry, 13.6 rebounds. He's at 13 or more rebounds. In four of the last five games, he's had a double-double in four of the last five games. He only fell one rebound short of getting making it five straight double-doubles. And you're right now, I'm seeing his double-double prop at... It has to be plus odd because his rebounding prop is at eight and a half right now. So Thomas Bryant is at plus 120. And in a previous matchup against the Nuggets this season, uh, he had 21 points. Yeah. I'm all over Thomas Bryant here tonight. Um, yeah, you convinced me. I'm going to go Lakers here with you as well. I mean, it just seems like they can't stop this Lakers team. I know Anthony Davis is not there, but I think Thomas Bryant has done a really good job uh, in place of uh, Anthony Davis uh, in his absence with the injury. So um, Lakers team total over might be worth a look here as well, Terrell. Uh, I'm just trying to find – I mean, what's today, the night? So – Two days rest for the Nuggets. Okay. I mean, the Lakers are coming off a day of rest as well. They played three. This would be three and four. So that that is what you can say goes bad for the Lakers, that they're playing three and four. But yeah. I feel like if we're still on that Lakers first half this game, we have a pretty good shot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, any other player props you're looking at in this game? Uh, no. No. Russ. I'm on Russ. I'm on Thomas Bryant with you. I got to be on Jokic. If they're even in this game and this game is even remotely close, Jokic has to go off for them. So I'll be on Jokic as well. Yeah, and Jok- maybe KCP. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Jokic rebounds are at 11 and a half. And then his points are anything under 26 and a half. You have to take the over. I see that at, yeah, 27 and a half. But I still think he has a big game against the Lakers. I, I don't know if Thomas Bryant is probably going to be matched up on him, but I don't think Thomas Bryant has enough to slow him down. Uh, let me just quickly see his game log before we get to the last game. Um, 25 and 11, 23 and 14, 31 and 13, 38 and 18. So 
I think that 11 and a half rebounds are a little conservative here tonight as well. So um, definitely, I mean, with a total at 241 in this game, you have to look at overs because, again, the books are expecting a shootout. But, yes, those are some of the player props we're looking at. Uh, all right, Terrell, anything else for this game before we get to the last one? Do you see a line on Jamal Murray? Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, points prop. Jamal Murray points is 18 and a half. How has he been to that number recently? 18, 18, 14, 14, 25. So he's uh, it's kind of around. I don't know. I feel like Jamal Murray could struggle today with Patrick Beverly. He had 23 and 21 in the two matchups earlier this okay. season. And 13. Right. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I ain't got to play that one. All right. Let's get over to the last game of the night. That's going to be between the Orlando Magic they're going to sack town to take on the Kings. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game, this number opened up minus six in favor of the uh, Sacramento Kings. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus six. Uh, total opened up at 238 and a half. That number's been bet down now to, uh, sorry, 238 and a half to 237. Uh, let's look at the injury report for both of these teams. Let's start here with the Orlando Magic. Uh, Bull continues to be out with, uh, he's in health and safety protocols. RJ Hampton is on G League assignment. Jonathan Isaac continues to be out, and Chumo KK is also out for this game. For the Sacramento Kings, pretty clean injury report. Nobody is on there for them. Uh, everybody is a go. Terrell, let's start with the side here, my man. Minus six is what I'm seeing right now in favor of the Sacramento Kings hosting the Orlando Magic. Oh, this is might be a lock. This might be my lock for the day. I'm 100% for fate in the Magic off a win against the Golden State Warriors. I, I'm, a, I'm all the way here for that. I think that this is immediately could be a letdown spot. This is a spot where everybody has now come in, started betting Orlando a lot. And... Yeah. I mean, we're still not ignoring the fact that Sacramento's still pretty like they're still a pretty decent team. Eleven and nine straight up at home. Thirteen and five as a favorite. ATS is a little bit different, so laying six is risky. But I think this is a spot where they've lost the last two games at home. Two games they felt like they really could have had. Like they feel like you, you felt like you could have had that game against the Lakers. You feel like you could have had that game against the Hawks. Two teams that typically don't play that well on the road either. And so you feel like you lost two close ones. I think this is a game where they get out, get out quick, and just try to maintain a lead over the course of the entire game, especially against the Ma- the Magic, who, again, let down City after beating the Warriors on the road. Mm-hmm. Like You don't get too many wins in Chase Center. So I think that this is one where uh, De'Aaron Fox and company can still bounce back and have a really good one. I think they're the better team. I'll take the Kings minus six. Yeah, the uh, these two teams matched up earlier this season, um, where it was in Orlando. Sacramento got that victory, one twenty six, one twenty three, and again, coincidentally, that was a game after um, the Magic beat the Golden State Warriors. But this game did go into overtime. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here, De'Aaron Fox in that game, thirty seven points for the Kings. Um, it seems like everybody is back for obviously with the suspensions and everything that happened uh, for the Orlando Magic, but yeah, I think I mean we've been high on the Sacramento team all season long. They've I think they took an L in their last game against the Lakers, right? Yeah, that was the other night. Um, they are they've lost three out of the last four games. Have the 
Sacramento Kings. I think this is an opportunity for them to kind of get a winning streak started because they have Orlando here tonight. Then they have Houston back-to-back, and they have San Antonio. So um, there's an opportunity to you know get some wins in their belt. I think it starts here tonight against the Orlando Magic. So the one thing that does concern me is maybe the – the length inside, but it doesn't really pay dividends for them with Wendell Carter Jr. and those guys inside because they still give up a lot of points inside the paint for a team that we think that has, you know, length inside. The one thing that also concerned me is Sacramento, number 29 in points in the paint allowed. Um, 29 out of 30 teams were given about 55 points inside the paint. I, I think Sacramento gets the victory here, Terrell, but I think Orlando can keep it close. I'll, I'll disagree about this game. I think Orlando covers the spread, but I think Sacramento wins outright. Um, so I'll, I'll take uh, Orlando plus six, but I do, do think that uh, Sacramento gets the victory here tonight, maybe by four points here tonight. Um, player props in this game here, Terrell, what do you like? Uh, Sharks is talking about it in chat. De'Aaron Fox points rebounds and assists over 35 and a half he's had over 34 over 43 excuse me over 43 in his past four great look there that's a really good play i like that i might actually tell you on that because i do like De'Aaron fox today i think De'Aaron yeah. fox has the ability to get to the rim he has the ability to shoot on the outside and really be a thorn in the side of markel fultz and cole anthony and everybody else in that backcourt so yeah. i think that uh could be a really good De'Aaron fox game and I, I mean, I feel like you. I feel like Ben Carroll. Like, it just seems like he's not consistent enough. Where you can see his points set at twenty and a half, and know that okay, he's going to go over that, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Like you'll always look at Paolo Ben Carroll and be like, oh, he has a really good matchup in this one. But then you'll go back and look at the box score, and he shot inefficiently and finished with seventeen points. I'll say this in that game in Orlando against the Kings, he played 40 minutes. So again, this went into overtime, but uh, he had 33 points and 16 rebounds in that game. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been good 25, 30, 25, 21. It just feels like when I get on him, he doesn't get there. But <laughs> <laughs> this should be a spot where he's able to to score one, able to get to the rim, points in the paint, and talking about yeah. the Kings. He yeah. should be able to get get have his way and get to the rim. He's a guy that when you watch him play, he doesn't go out there and just get ticky tack fouls or you know he's or he's open for buckets. Like he's down there battling with people, getting grown man buckets. So. Mm-hmm. I know he kind of he's burned me in the past, but I like Paolo Bancaro, man. He really should have a game regardless. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree about Fox. I think he should have a big, big game here tonight. Back-to-back games against the uh, Magic, where he's put up 30-plus. Um, Markel Fox should be a good look for assist today with the Magic being so – not Magic, but the Spurs. Not Spurs. Jesus Christ. Can Kings. I talk about the right team, please? Yeah, can I talk about the right team? Like, come on. It must be really early on the East Coast this, this week. All right. Five and a and half that, at even money. With the Kings, yeah. Yeah, five and a half at even money against the Kings who struggle with points in the paint. All you have to do is get some penetration, be able to find a cut or find an open open guy when you get inside the paint after you've been killing them all day. I think Markel Fultz could have a pretty good assist day. So give me Markel Fultz over five and a half assists. All right. Uh, anything else for this game? No, no, I'm good. All right, before we get into our lock and dog here for tonight, uh, let me tell you guys about a contest for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Yes, it's our turn now. 
Uh, we're doing a special uh, basketball bingo giveaway for all the games happening on MLK Day, which is next Monday for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, all you have to do is, number one, subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe. If you're in there right now, do us a favor. Hit that like button for us. I see what, how many people are on the screen right now, Terrell. 32 of uh, you yeah, watching. Yeah, 32. Yeah, do and us I a favor. There's no likes up there. Yeah. Uh, so all you got to do to enter this uh, contest is subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube page, and then the sign-up link is going to be in the app. I believe that will be put in either today or tomorrow. But, again, to qualify, uh, what you got to do, like the YouTube page here for the NBA Gambling Podcast, and then go to the SGP and app. Once the link is in there, you can sign up for the bingo contest. It's a $100 gift card for every person that gets a uh, bingo on uh, the MLK day games next Monday. So you have about a week uh, to get into that contest. Uh, the link will be in the app. Just make sure I'll make sure that um, Sean and Ryan get it in there today. So you guys can sign up, but again, make sure to qualify for it. You have to be subscribed to the NBA gambling podcast, YouTube page. And it's about time. And it's about time. (laughs) Yeah, do a NFL bingo contest on Christmas. Come on now. Like that was the ultimate. That was the ultimate marketing ploy. Oh, NBA Christmas. Everybody's watching NBA Day. We should do a bingo contest. We had to go in here, scratch, calling, plea for a bingo contest on MLK Day. It it, it just, (laughs) I don't know. It's crazy. Four for 33 on likes in the video. We're shooting 12% from the field right now, but shooters shoot. So. I think yeah. we can get more likes by the end of the end of the episode. All right, uh, Terrell, let's get into our lock and dog here for tonight. Uh, for my lock, give me the Milwaukee Bucks. It's had a pick right now, so just take the money line. Minus one fifteen is what I'm seeing right now. Currently over on Win Bet. Um, I think not having RJ Barrett in this game is going to be a problem for the New York Knicks because he had two great games against the Milwaukee Bucks earlier this season where he had 20, what I say, 25 and 26 in one game or 25, and 26 in one game. They had 20 in the other game. Um, Drew holiday being in this game is huge. We talked about his matchup with Jalen Brunson. He should be able to slow him down. Uh, Bobby board is coming off the bench. Giannis Brooke Lopez, different bodies to throw at a guy like Julius Randle. Uh, so I think that, there's an opportunity for Bucks to go in. Giannis coming to town into Madison Square Garden, like Terrell likes to say, that everybody just turns into Michael Jordan or wants to play like Michael Jordan when they get to the uh, Mecca in Madison Square Garden. So I think the Bucks can get the victory here. I'll take them on the money line at minus 115. Uh, for my dog here tonight, uh, I'm going to go with a player prop, man. He's been cashing for me. Thomas Bryant, double-double at plus 120. I can't get away from it. He's had uh Double doubles in four of the last five games where they've been kind of sweat free. He was one rebound away against the Miami Heat, uh, posting five straight double doubles. And he's done a great job filling in for Anthony Davis in that span since he's uh, been on the sideline with that injury. And like I mentioned, over the last five games, four times Ryan, he's averaging 32 minutes per game. He's averaging 21.2 points, more importantly, 13.6 rebounds uh, for the uh, L.A. Lakers. And again, in one matchup earlier this season against the Denver Nuggets off the bench in 24 minutes, he scored 21 points and six rebounds. So he's seen an uptick in minutes. He's uh, rebounding the basketball well for them. 
No reason why he cannot get another double-double here tonight at plus 120. So I will go with a player prop as my dog. Thomas Bryant, plus 120 to get a double-double. Terrell, what do you got for your locking dog, my man? All righty here. For my lock, let's go with... I think it's that easy. I'll just take Memphis. Give me Memphis minus 11 and a half. I'm assuming Ja is going to play in this game. I think Memphis is going to have a full cast. These 9 and 16 against the Western Conference are the Spurs. 7 and 11 on the road. This is really, really bad basketball we're seeing. I think Memphis cleans them up, gets them out of here early. For my dog... Let's just do it. Yeah, Lakers plus 350 on the money line. All right. I, I, Denver's given it up to the Lakers before. Why should this be any different? So plus 350 for the Los Angeles. Like, matter of fact, no, let's not do that because Lakers have been so good. Plus 240 for the first half. So I can get plus 240 in the first half and then be out of there and not even have to worry about the Lakers blowing the game. I'll take Lakers first half plus 240. All right. All right, so just to recap, my lock is going to be the Bucks money line minus 115. Terrell's lock is uh, the Memphis Grizzlies minus 11 and a half. Uh, again, make sure John Morant's in the game. Uh, Terrell, you still like it without John Morant? Obviously, the line will go down, but you still like it with uh, John Morant if he doesn't go tonight? I'll call my shot. I'll call right. my shot and take the 11 and a half, even if he doesn't play. All right. And then for my dog, Thomas Bryant, double-double plus 120. And for Terrell, first half money line for the L.A. Lakers at plus 240. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Again, uh, give us a like on the stream right now if you're watching. Uh, and make sure to get into that uh, contest for the NBA Gambling Podcast for the MLK Day games next week. Um, it's a bingo card. Uh, games all throughout the day, uh, but more importantly, honoring the legacy and the the life of Martin Luther uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, in the NBA, and again, not only in the NBA but across the uh, across the world. Man, he just made just a great impact for uh, a lot of people in the world. Who do so, the Hawks play? Uh, they only uh, play the Heat. Uh, I was wishing <laughs> they was playing like somebody really. Are they at good. home? Yeah, well, you know, it's MLK Day. The Hawks yeah, are always going to be at home. Yeah. But uh, I wish it was somebody really, really good. We could have got them at some nice plus money price. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion for the NBA Gambling Podcast. So look out for that. Usually we go around the same time. You guys know how we do it. Uh, Teron, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good. Everybody have a great day. All right. Uh, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it Ride. Right.